Welcome back to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I have the opportunity to coach a lovely woman named Kim. Kim is a New Yorker and she is on the cusp of turning 50 years old and she's really frustrated with why she can't seem to lose this last bit of weight that she's been trying to lose. Is it the carbs? Is it that she's not eating clean enough? Is it her age? Is it menopause? What is it? So we talk all through this and along the way, Kim has some really big light bulb moments, including one about calories. Are the calories in an apple really the same as the calories in a donut? Don't donut calories just make you fat? Let's go. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the Fitness Simplified Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm super excited to chat with you today. So, Kim, tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? What do you do? So, I'm from New York. I've lived here my whole life. I'm 49, really struggling this year with turning 50. And of course, the pandemic does not help. So, it's like ever, ever you know, 50 and then the pandemic. I'm like, ah. Um, but I've lived here my whole life. Um, are I you in New York for, City? I am. I'm on Long Island, just outside New York City. Got it. Got so, it. So yeah. So I have an office. So I work for a labor union on Long Island, but we also have an office in Manhattan. Okay. So I'm, I'm in and out. My son lives in the city. So. And are you working from home now? I am part time. So go into the office uh, every other day and we're kind of staggering people in and out. So it's like every other day I get like a little bit of a normal schedule, you know, so that's good. Got it. And when do you turn the big five out? In September. All right. I'm right behind you. October 7th. That's when I okay, turn the I'm big five out. Se- I'm September 8th. So there oh, you go. One month ahead. And so you're really struggling with that. Oh my God. It's, uh, it, this happened with 40 too. It was like the year turning up to 40. I like struggled with it. And then when it came, I, I accepted it and it was fine. I mean, what's the alternative, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, 50 is like a big number to me. What, is it, I, I what does it mean to you? Like in your mind, what, what does it carry? I think it means like I'm like halfway there. Like I feel like halfway done. Like, like dead, like you're halfway done yeah. with life. <laughs> a little bit. And I don't like that feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't want to get, I don't want to get old to where like, um, I can't, you know, do things that I want to do. Um, so I'm just wrestling with that. I, I gotta like try and change my, my path, my brain on that, but I'm struggling. I totally hear you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually, um, I had a very sober moment on New Year's Eve this year as somebody at a party I was at is like, hey, it's officially like right after midnight, they're like, hey, it's officially the year you turned 50. And it hadn't bugged me until then. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, it really is like, here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the same things you're saying, like, I worry about like, wow, I have already lived half my life at least. It's a, it's yeah, isn't that isn't that crazy to even think that it is? Like, just yesterday, I was in high school. What happened? Yeah, Kim, <laughs> do you still feel in your mind like do you still feel young? 
Like I do. I do. I, I don't understand. Like when people say, oh, well, I'm 35. I could still be 35. I feel like. <laughs> I'm like, where did the forties even go? I, <laughs> I totally feel that way. Like I remember in my twenties and in my thirties thinking 50 was really old, but now that I'm about there, I'm like, I still feel the same. Like I don't feel old. Yeah. And I even had it in my brain the other day. I'm like, okay, how old was my mother when I had my son? Like, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to remember my mother in her fifties. You know what I mean? To yeah. see if like, to see where I line up. <laughs> you know? it's yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. It yeah. is. It is. It is crazy. <laughs> and then I know for you, let's talk about the question. Um, you messaged me on Instagram with a question. And it sounds like in your, um, in, in a lot of your life, you struggled with your weight and got a hold of that in your forties. Did I get that correct? So you did. I just, I just recently feel like I, I went on a program called MetPro for the first time. And, um, I recently lost like 24, 25 pounds, which I really, really struggled with. I mean, I've struggled with my weight my entire life, even as a young kid, you know, and I've yo-yo dieted throughout that life. Mm -hmm. And um, I started doing Orange Theory about five or six years ago and really found a love for fitness um, ran a couple of half marathons. I have a, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get a marathon in before, um, I turn 50, but I don't know if that's going to happen now, yeah. but, um, yeah, so I, I just struggled back and forth, but with MetPro where they talk about like metabolism and stuff, I was really able to lose like 23 to 24 pounds. And I, but I really struggled with like this last five pounds. And it, it, in, and it's funny because after I, after I, uh, messaged you, you had said, you know, you had a post on this and to look back through your feed and see if, you know, I could find it. And I did, and I read it. And one of the things that you said, and it, and I keep trying to answer this question for myself is like, why do you want to lose the five pounds? Mm. Like, what is your why? you know, is it the number on the scale, you know, and, and I think like, I feel like it, it might be, and maybe, maybe I need to change that up. Like maybe it shouldn't be for the number on the scale, because like you said to me, like you have to dial in your nutrition really hard. I am like, so for, I am, it, it's like crazy, but like, I am so good. Like, I, I can't even tell you. I just, I don't, I, if this whole month of April, if I've eaten out once, that's, that's it. And because it was my anniversary, mm -hmm. it's like, I really dial in my nutrition. So I think to myself for five pounds, do I want to make more of an inconvenience of dialing my nutrition in? Like I, I, I haven't found my why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good point. What it takes to lose, you know, the first chunk of weight is different than what it takes to get, you know, super lean, to lose the last five pounds somebody has in their mind. It takes a lot more effort. And you're exactly right with that, that question that stuck out to you of like, what, what is the reason I want to do that? And look, some people really want to do it and that's fine. There's no reason a person can't, but the, um, 
the level of adherence that you need with your diet, the level of um, what you might need to give up um, in terms of going out to eat and social drinking and um, all kinds of things like that. Is it something that you want to do is the question to ask. And it sounds like you're, you're just not quite sure yet. Yeah. I mean, like I don't drink and that's fine. Um, I, I really, I feel like if I have to dial in any more, it's kind of like the way I can explain it to you is like, I, I ran a half marathon recently in March. And when I came to the end of that training cycle, I was just burnt out. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way with like this con, like I weigh and measure my food all the time. Mm-hmm. because I know portion control is an issue for me. Like you could tell me, oh, you know, that should be the size of your palm. Yeah, well, I'm Italian and the size of your palm and the size of my palm are very different. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know that about myself. So uh-huh. I weigh my food all the time. It's like, I don't, I feel like I will be really burnt out to dial it in even more, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So then I think, okay, well, Maybe it's not the number on the scale, but I do want to get lean. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's where I can draw that distinction. Like maybe I could get rid of the number on the scale if like I feel like I'm not toned and I'm not lean. I don't know. Are those two things the same? So they are not necessarily the same. Okay. They are not. You you could, a person, and it happens all the time, um, a person could stay the same weight on the scale lose fat, gain muscle, and look very different. It's called body recomposition. Um, so look, let, why don't you tell me some more? Let's hear some more about how you lost this last like 25 pounds. What did you do nutritionally? What did you do with exercise? And what have you been doing after that? Tell us what you've been doing most recently as you're trying to lose this last little bit of weight. So um, my nutrition, I actually went to macros, which I have never done before. Um, and I also went to eating every two to three hours. So I eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then I have a snack in between each. Okay. Um, I guess like right now I'm on maintenance, which I'm at, at about like 16 to 1700 calories a okay. day. Um, and I live for, I live for that. And I guess it's like, I feel like I always ate too little. Like I never ate enough. I was always like at 1200 calories or less. Um, so I feel like I eat, I definitely eat enough. I do orange theory. I run, I am an avid biker. I'm an avid walker and hiker. Um, I do some sort of exercise every single day. If it's not Pilates and a walk, it's, you know, a 15 mile bike ride. It's a run. It's, you know, I will do something every single day. Got it. And, and I do try one day a week to like do nothing, maybe, you know, walk or something like that just to give my body a little bit of a break. I don't know if you're familiar with Orange Theory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the strength and the, and the cardio. Got it. Hey, do you mind telling me how tall you are and how much you weigh? So I am 5'3 and I'm 146 pounds. Got it. Okay. And then um, 
so your your macros now, your calories are about 16 to 17 on maintenance. What were they when you were working on weight loss? So they were kind of all over the place. And that was, I don't know if you're familiar with this program, MetPro. I am not. I have never heard of that. Okay. So it's all about like metabolism and it's like bringing up carbs and lowering, you know, carbs and protein and, and like getting your metabolism to be, to, to like rev up. Um, so I don't know a hundred percent. It was like, I had, I had nap and I would, you know, some, some days the calories were still the same, but it was like less carbs. You know what I mean? Like, so I might not, uh, I might not have any, you know, uh, sweet potatoes or anything like that. Got it. So you might have less carbs, more fat. Correct. And then, okay. And so you've been at 16 to 1700 and you're maintaining your weight. How long has that been? How long has that been? For a little, like five weeks. Okay. And so you messaged saying that you're really frustrated. You can't lose this last little bit. When you were trying to lose that last five pounds or 10 pounds or so, um, and before you transferred to maintenance, what were you doing? Were you still doing the MetPro? I was. So I've been at this weight. At, I've been between 145 and 147 um, for probably the last, probably since the end of December. Got it. And so you've only specifically been trying to do maintenance for the last six weeks? Right. Because I kind of gave up. I kind of gave up because I was like, I just can't get rid of this five pounds. And I felt like I was paying for a program that I knew how to maintain, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm not moving off this, this 145 to 147 number which by the way is a very big deal that I'm even mentioning that number out loud. That has taken me years to be able to do. I'm sure you do, but I just want to acknowledge that. It's like, I'm saying it like it's no big deal. But, um, you know, the last time I was 140 pounds was, you know, probably like the year 2000. So it's been a long time. Um, Yeah. So I guess... But anyway, so it's probably been since December and I would go up and I would go down and I would eat carbs and I wouldn't eat carbs and I'd try and do this and that. And, you know, I would do no strength training, only cardio. Um, You know, I took out any type of lifting weights. But again, like that just was not making me happy. Like I like to lift weights and, and I, you know, even just going through your page and I'm like, should I be lifting more weights? Like maybe I should, you know, come off the cardio a little bit and lift more weights. So it's like, is your weightlifting typically the orange theory piece? Is that, that's your weightlifting component? So that was, I also do body weight. Um, like I have a Pilates, somebody who I do Pilates with, that's an instructor and she helps me with like getting body weight exercises in. So I have like a little thing in my house, right? I, I have, I don't have like your setup with like a bar and any of those, uh, you know, types of apparatus, but I have weights and uh, hand weights, like dumbbells like dumbbells, uh-huh. and yeah. And, you know, straps and all that kind of stuff. Got it. Um, okay. So 
With your nutrition, so think about this time period from like December up until you made a decision to be on maintenance. Think about that time period. What do you think, can you think of anything that changed with your nutrition from the time period before then till then? No. And and I'll tell you, I have gone, you know, I write down every single thing that I eat and I'm, I'm a vegetarian slash don't eat dairy and, but I eat fish. Um, so I'm not quite a vegan, but I kind of sprinkle in things. Right. But I haven't eaten dairy in years. So, I mean, I'm pretty limited on my, my diet. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's not like there are many foods that I will eat that I could cheat on, right? If I'm going to have, if a cheat for me is like a non-dairy ice cream, you know, and um, I'll get that, you know, once in a blue moon at the food store. So I'm I'm pretty much very, you know, the same in what I eat every day. Like Mm -hmm. I have a repertoire and that's it. You know, I cycle through it. Gotcha. Um, If, if, you were to think about your nutrition in that time period and you were tr- and you were trying to think like, okay, what is one thing I do really well? And if there was one spot I struggle with my nutrition, what is that? What would be the answers to those two questions? What is one thing that I would, that I do well? I would think that, um, I meal prep. Okay, good. And I feel like I'm really good at that. You know, I like to prep out my meals the day before, you know, even the week before I'll cook on Sunday and have everything set because it's just easier for me. Um, fantastic. And then, yeah. And then there's no discussing, right? What am I going to have for lunch today? What am I going to have for this? So yeah. What is something I do bad that I don't do well? Um, I guess it would, you know, going back to the weighing, like, you know, maybe two tablespoons of almond butter is not too tablespoons of almond butter. <laughs> okay. Right? Tell me I more mean, about that. that. What would that look that like? That might be. Um, so maybe I'll, you know, I always use a tablespoon to not, you know, the, the measuring spoon, mm-hmm. you know, and I always do a, try and do a level, but if there's a day where maybe I'm feeling a little bit hungrier, maybe I'll have, I won't put the knife across it. Gotcha. Right. To make it level. Gotcha. Yeah. And I will say that level of precision with a lot of things doesn't matter super much, right? But when we talk about super high um, calorie dense foods like nut butters, those calories can add up really, really fast. Um, Yeah. And that I think is a a good spot to look because when I hear your numbers that you're 146 pounds, that you're maintaining on 16 to 1700 calories, that doesn't really add up to me that should still be in weight loss for you. Um, I would expect that you'd be losing weight somewhere between 1450 and 1750, that those would be solidly fat loss calories and that your maintenance calories will be closer to 2000. Um, that's what I would expect. Um, so that you're, you know, in recent weeks that you've been around 16 to 1700 on paper, I would expect you to be losing weight at those calories. I know, right? So, I mean, do you take into account, like, when you're telling me, like, 2,000 on on maintenance, which, mind you, I love that number. That would be great. Um, (laughs) Would, would, like, I don't know. Does, like, body type matter? 
like ectomorphs and no. And, no. Nope. No. Um, no. Okay. Not body type, um, not your age, you know, your movement. Absolutely. But you're a person who's just by your own description, like you move a lot. If you were super sedentary, I would say like, okay, we'd want to keep your calories on the lower side of that number. Um, but still at 1600, I would expect you would be losing some weight. Um, my best guess at what is happening here are things like what you just described with the almond butter, that you're just not quite eating the calories you think you are, and you're actually eating closer to that 1900, 2000 mark, and that if you can uh, get those calories down, that you will for sure lose weight. Um, that's the nutrition piece of it. What are your thoughts when you hear that? Does that make you annoyed? Like, yeah, it doesn't make it doesn't make me annoyed, but it makes me skeptical. If that's fair, if I could say that, yeah, it's kind of like I definitely don't think that I'm eating 300 calories. So you know what I mean, um, a day, because I. So let's just say, like you know, I have an over this. You know, my spoon is a little bit full on on an almond butter. I mean, I would have to eat two more tablespoons a day just to get. 200 of that calories. So even if it was an extra 100 calories on the on the almond butter, let's just say in the morning, um, every you know like everything else is pretty much weighed, and so I'd be surprised at 300 calories. But I would I will definitely dial that in. Yeah, you and know, I wouldn't ex I wouldn't suspect that it's coming all from that exact example, but. What I am suggesting is there are little things like that that are likely adding up. So almond butter, maybe putting a little bit more olive oil than you think you are. Um, you know, there there are typical spots that I would have people look. Um, you know, if okay. you like to have treats, are you having um, more than you think? Like, are you having extra handfuls here and there, or are you having bites of food while you're cooking? And all of this sounds really minimal, but if you're, if you're, if you're thinking like, hey, where could 300 calories come from in a day? I could have just easily hit an extra 300 calories right there. You know, if you have, 100, if you have an extra 100 calories in almond butter, and look, I know that can go really fast. Like you lick the knife, you like get it around scoop, like that's 100 calories right there, right? You yep. add you add some extra oil into something. You snack while you're cooking dinner. You um, you know you have a a, a a bite of your partner's cake. You know just like one bite, and that doesn't feel like much, and it's not. It's just when it adds up throughout the day, you could have brought yourself to higher maintenance calories than you think. Okay, but yep. here's my here's my other question for you. Let's say I'm totally wrong. That's not the answer. What do you what do you think it is? In your mind, like, what are you suspicious is happening with you? You know, I don't know. That's, that's why I'm here asking you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I feel like I have, I really try. Like, I don't drink alcohol. I don't eat out. Like you mentioned olive oil. I don't even cook with olive oil. I cook with, you know, low sodium veggie broth and water. Like when I tell you I'm pretty dialed in, I'm pretty dialed in. Um, and, and that's why I think like, you know, well, maybe, maybe like one day I need to have a little bit more calories to like juggle things up. Like, I, I don't know, but. Tell me more you know, about what you think about that. Tell me more about how that work that worked well, in your mind. Well, I, I, I did hear you, like you had another podcast with somebody who you, she was going on maintenance. I forget her name. And um, you had said, do 
do two or three days at a certain calories and then do two or three days at a higher calorie. I forget like the, the exact example, mm-hmm. but like to kind of like change it up a little bit within there. And I wondered, you know, well, I wonder if that is something that would like help me. I'm not, I'm not sure. And that's a really great strategy. And you could absolutely do that. We could talk about where you might want to, to break your calories up in that way. There's no magic to it. It doesn't help. It doesn't, those numbers switching them up, they would still be in that target range that I just said somewhere, you know, I would expect somewhere between 1450 and 1750, you'd be losing weight and you could absolutely set it up in a structure of, you know, four days a week, you eat uh, 1450 to 1550. And three days a week, you eat 1650 to 1750. The reason that works really well for people is about adherence because they have those days where they know they can have 1650 to 1750 and they can get the extra, whatever their yumminess is that they want. And it helps them adhere to their calories better. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Versus yeah, just saying every day I have 16. 16- 50 or 1550, right? Mm-hmm. And so some people really like that. It's called calorie cycling and it's a really good strategy. It doesn't, there's nothing about the body. Like there's nothing about physically about the body that's going to like somehow like stoke your metabolism, make you, your metabolism rev faster doing that. It's literally straight up about adherence. Okay. So, so this brings me to another question that you, you say a lot is a calorie is a calorie. So like, I, I think is like, like bananas just for sake, right? Like high glycemic index, right? So let's just say that's a hundred calories. Mm-hmm. So that hundred calories of a banana is the same as a hundred calories of an ice cream or, you know, like a half a cup of ice cream, let's just say is a hundred calories. I know it's not, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, it did, yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. So is that, is that you're asking me that question, right? Yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> okay. So two, so the answer is yes. And the answer is no. Um, so my coach, Jordan Zayat talks about this. I love this example and I use it all the time. Um, let me ask you this. Is walking a mile on the pavement the same distance as walking a mile on sand? Yes. It's exactly but it's harder the on the same. Yeah, it's the same distance. It's right. just harder on the sand. It might feel harder on the sand, right? Yeah. It's, it's harder. Yeah. It's literally the same. And it's the same way with calories. A hundred calories is always a hundred calories. It's a unit of measure. Just like an inch or a mile is a unit of measure. It doesn't change. Like if I'm measuring a piece of paper versus, you know, the how big a leaf is or, you know, it doesn't change. An inch is an inch, right? It's always an inch. But and it's the same with calories. The nutrient composition is different, right? Is a banana more nutritious than ice cream? Yes, right? There's going to be more vitamins and minerals in there in that 100 calories. But that is not going to affect your weight. That could affect your health, right? If you eat mostly ice cream, you would likely not be a very healthy person, but it doesn't affect your weight, except in as much as how filling is a half a cup, uh, is 100 calories of ice cream, right? You, like that's not going to be yeah. very full. And so that's where we get into the discussion of how does eating nutrient-dense food help you stick to your total calories, right? And so if you're eating things like salad and fish and those kinds of things, that's going to help you be able to eat more food for the same number of calories than if you were eating donuts and Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Are you like, yeah, 100%. No, 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 that does. 
Okay, it good. does make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I know it it's, can be hard to wrap your brain around because so many people talk 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 kind of out of turn about this, right? People are like, you know, calories aren't always a calorie, but what they're really saying is nutrients aren't always the nutrient composition isn't always the same, and it's really misleading to people who hear it and think like, wait, I can't necessarily eat ice cream, but I can eat bananas to lose weight. And in reality, if you keep the calories the same, you can have either or both. Yeah, that it's it totally makes sense to me. I don't know, like, like it would scare me to open that door to myself, right? Like, like even just white rice versus brown rice. Like, I think I would be nervous to eat white rice over brown rice. Oh, as silly as so that you don't, sounds, you currently right? don't eat white rice. No, no, I don't. And you don't I do don't. it because because I feel like if I'm going to eat something, I want the nutrients from it. I feel like white rice is is like eating, you know, iceberg lettuce. Right? Well, the hey, now, there's nothing I... wrong with iceberg <laughs> lettuce either. <laughs> no, I know, but but iceberg lettuce from what I've you know, my life, right? I've heard iceberg lettuce is like water. If you want nutrients, you have romaine, you have butter, you have whatever kind of lettuce, right? But I guess like what you're just saying is very true, even in the lettuce spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. They're all the same calories, I would gather. I don't know that. I'm just saying Very that. similar. Okay. The calories would be, the difference in calories would be negligible. Okay. Okay. So then- it would, you know, then you're only talking about the nutrients. So I guess words matter, right? So I, yeah. we should use the words that apply and it would be more nutrients than calories. I, I, I just, I never, I, I, my whole life, I've never thought of it like that. I've always thought, you know, like you gotta stick to the good foods, you know, regardless. I mean, of course, thinking of calories, but getting the good foods in. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. We want you, like, whether a person's goal is to lose weight or not, like I, my goal for everybody I work with is to have them eating a diet that is going to nourish their bodies, right? And so the, the rule of thumb for me is 80 to 90% of your food choices, of your total calories should be minimally processed, nutrient-dense food sources, right? Stuff that grows from the ground, stuff that has a face, all of those kinds of things. The rest of it, like 10 to 20%, can be literally whatever you want. If you like Cheetos, have some Cheetos. And if you're having most of your diet and nutritious food, and, and this is the key where weight loss comes, you're hitting your calorie targets, it's not going to make a difference in your weight loss. Okay. That's like you, a whole new concept for me. I, I, can I, I, I can understand it and it makes sense to me, but it definitely is a different concept for me. Like I'm running through, you know, I'm like, all right, Cheetos, how many calories would Cheetos be? And how many <laughs> Cheetos could I have? And I you have know, no idea because like, I, I frankly brain. don't like Cheetos. That was a random I example. don't either. But. You know. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't either. But like. But I like cream, chocolate Pop-Tarts like and I'm having one later and right. it's I think 180 calories. Um, and that's okay. not a whole lot of calories, right? No, um, it's not. So here's my question for you. It sounds to me like you've really worked hard um, to focus on nutritious food. In in your mind, there's this really important idea that clean food equals weight loss. Am I am I understanding that correctly? Um, I don't know if I think it it goes to 
weight loss. And maybe that's where, I mean, maybe you kind of just like, you know, when you get a light bulb moment, mm -hmm. maybe you just open that door to my light bulb. Um, me, I don't think that it's weight loss, but maybe I just think that, you know, it's, it's better food for me. Maybe I need to start thinking of it differently. Maybe I need to start just thinking of a calorie as a calorie and see how that goes. You know, I think I it, know. It, it's useful for a couple of reasons. One, it's useful because, um, you know, you know, a, a word you used a few minutes ago when you were talking about rice, you actually used the word afraid. You said, I would be afraid mm -hmm. to switch to eating to white rice from brown rice. And that's a really interesting word choice, right? That there's some, some level mm -hmm. of fear there about not eating the healthiest food. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, yeah. and, and I don't know, I, clearly uh, we don't need to go off on this tangent, but white rice actually is very nutritious. It has different vitamins and minerals than brown rice. One is not actually healthier than the other. They just have different nutrients. So, but it's a really telling word that you actually use the word afraid. Um, and I think a lot of people feel that way about food that, that um, either they're afraid they can't lose weight, right? Or they're just convinced that um, they can't be healthy if they include anything that's quote unquote unclean. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just had a very big light bulb moment. I think you're right. I think, uh, yeah. I well, think good. I might have to look at that differently. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that is, um, and I think it, it really can help to have um, like a sense of peace around food and not have food guilt and have the sense of freedom around food. It doesn't, however, pinpoint the, the one issue that you really brought to me, which is I friggin' want to lose some weight here, right? Um, yeah. Right. It, 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 can, it can affect that and it can affect adherence. So let me tell you, let me ask you this. Do you ever have some foods that you're like, that's not really, that's not really in my approved food list, but I, I, I have them sometimes. Is that something that happens? Yes, but very occasional. Gotcha. Like, I feel like I will lose control. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't want to, I, I guess that's, wow, even just saying this is like weird, right? Like, yeah. I, I really try and, and stay away because, you know, maybe a half a cup isn't enough for me. I need more than that. And that is not satisfying. Yeah. Scare me to have that. Then I would eat the whole thing, right? So if I buy a pint of ice cream, I want the pint of ice cream because if I only have, you know, half a cup, then it's like I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, wow, that ice cream's calling me in the freezer. If it's not there, then I don't, I don't even think about it. Right. And so you but don't have like a, a crazy you don't have a sense of like think of food. Yeah. So you don't have like a sense of mm -hmm. trust around your your behavior around food. It sounds like. No, but yet I'm so good. So I'm sitting here thinking that's like so stupid because yeah. I can be very controlled around food and it's like, okay. So it's like- So tell me more about that. Like what is some of the evidence you have to your, uh, in your life that you are, you can be moderate around food? Talk about that for a minute. Well, uh, you know, if, if I, you know, if we're having people over and, and I make, you know, food, uh, you know, say I make, you know, a big ZD or whatever, I can have a portion of it. And, you know, I will make sure that I have like a lot of veggies on the side, like, and, and I will plan that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know I can do that. 
Um, but I also know, and, and you know what I'm thinking is maybe this is like from my Weight Watchers days, you know, I mean, I mm. was on Weight Watchers for a, lo- a long time and, um, you know, like one cup of pasta just never cut it for me. Yeah. Um, but, it, and they were all always about portions, right? Mm-hmm. It was never like the calories. So it was if points. I wanted to, exactly, it was points. So instead, like maybe I, in the calories, if I would have thought about it, I could have had two cups of pasta if that's what I had chosen. Cause I don't eat pasta a lot. Yeah. Like that, that would be okay. Yeah. But I never did that because it was always like, I always went to just the, just the cup because it was however many points. And I only, you know, I had so few points to go around and I didn't want to waste it on certain things that I liked. Right. Because it wasn't filling or it wasn't whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Look, Weight Watchers is not the worst diet out there, but it's, it definitely has its drawbacks. And one of them is that it can give us a distorted view of um, the calorie values of food. Um, and I don't remember how many points pasta is on Weight Watchers. I can imagine it's a good handful at least though. Um, and so it might have felt to you, you know, let's say it was five points or six points. And if you want to have two servings, like that's 10 points. That's like half probably your points for the day. Um when in reality, you could make two cups of pasta work into your calories. Um, I remember, I, so I did Weight Watchers, and one of my big aha moments about Weight Watchers came years after I had done it. So I lost 10 pounds on Weight Watchers. I was, I was very heavy at the time. Um, I had lost 10 pounds, and then I, I just moved on from it and did another ridiculous diet back then. But years later, I found out that a donut is like 250 calories. Well, a donut was like 12 friggin' points. That was half of my points. And I was like, wait a minute. I could easily fit 250 calories of a donut into my day. And that was such a moment for me that I had really skewed the calorie content of food from my history with Weight Watchers. Yeah, well, you just blew my mind with the donuts. <laughs> with the donut, exactly, right? And not yeah. all donuts, right? Donuts are really fancy these days, right? Like there, there can be very high calorie donuts. Yeah, I, this was course. like a straight up um, Dunkin' Donuts, um, like chocolate glazed donut. Like, and when I found out, I was in my early 40s and I was like, it's 250 calories. Why have I been afraid to eat a donut all this time? <laughs> like, because I didn't think I could lose weight and eat a donut. Yeah. And I guess that that's what I feel like too. Yeah. yeah that so pasta. maybe you're right. Let's go back to that question. Yes. I'm going to yeah. answer that question. Yes. I'm scared to not eat healthy food because <laughs> yeah. I'm scared that I'm not going to lose weight. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And so knowing that you can include those foods in now, it is important, especially in a person's in your situation, you're looking at losing the last 10 pounds here. You know, you do want to, you want to make sure you have those in your calorie target. If you say that you're eating one donut, you want to make sure, okay, wait, is this donut the 250 calorie one from Dunkin' Donuts or is it the 600 calorie one from the specialty shop? And either of them can work in your day. You just want to make sure that what you're logging is what you're eating. Yeah. Um, That really, really matters. Um, Okay. So here, I just really want to make sure we, we get to the root of the issue, which you brought to, to me, which is like, I'm in my forties. I feel like I can't lose weight. And I know you seem, you know, you, you totally get what I'm saying about calories, but you still seem a little bit skeptical that there's a way that in your, your daily diet, you're not eating the calories that I'm saying you might be eating. And my question for you is if that's not what's happening. So 
if weight loss comes down to a calorie deficit and you think you're in one, why else would you not be losing weight? Like what fears, what reasons run through your mind? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. And now that you're saying that, and only because I've been using my fitness pal now for like the last five or six weeks, mm-hmm. you know, I gain back in exercise three to 600 calories a, a day. And so even if I was like over a couple of hundred calories, and I know you say though, you don't, you shouldn't, you know, eat that, those calories that you're gaining back, right? There was one day where I did out of five weeks. So I I just, I don't know what that answer is. I guess I I will have to dial in a hundred percent, like be 100% and see if that moves the scale at all. I mean, how long, so say I dial in for two weeks, would that make the scale move? Uh, I actually, so I actually tell people not even to consider whether you have made good progress until you have been consistent for a month. So okay. four weeks, yep. four yep. weeks at the calories that, you know, and we'll make sure we double check these numbers. And again, um, any calorie target is a starting point. And so we see, but I would be, I would be totally shocked if you didn't lose calorie, didn't lose weight at the calories I was just talking about there. But if you dial your calories in and you hit those calories, consistently, you're accurate with your tracking, um, and we're talking nights and weekends as well, you definitely don't want to eat back calories burned from exercise. Those are extremely um, inflated numbers. Um, That is definitely a spot to look at. Um, Either unattach that feature, like turn that feature off, um, or just ignore it. Um, And if you do that for four weeks, right, and I want you to do these, I want you to do these things, right? You're going to take pictures of yourself from the front, the side, both sides and the back, you're wearing as little clothing as possible. You're gonna take measurements with a tape measure. You're gonna take your scale weight. Uh, how often do you weigh? Um, right now, probably like every third day. I okay. could weigh every day, but I try not to. Every, even every third day is good. Um, you know, definitely multiple times a week. I prefer daily. It just gives you more, it gives you more of a trend. Um, so okay. You have more data. Um, if you can psychologically handle that, like if you don't want it to be like making you in a bad mood versus a good mood versus what the number said, but definitely multiple times a week. Like I said, I prefer daily. Um, And then notice the fit of your clothes. If after a a solid month of hitting those calories, even nights, even weekends, you see zero progress in any of that, then it's time to look at adjusting the numbers. If you see progress in any one of those areas, you're on the right track. Okay. So really looking over time, but it really has to be a solid month and it has to be with adherence of at least 90% or above to those calories. Okay. Um, how does that sound? Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like I want to, you know, I want to see if I could do it. I could do a month. A month is not, you know, the rest of my life. I could do a month. Good. Um, yeah, you know, I will tell you. So there's a couple, if somebody isn't, if somebody says they're in a calorie deficit and they're not losing weight, the couple of issues you have, like, first of all, you just got done losing a whole bunch of weight. How quickly did you lose that 25 pounds or how long? How long um, did it take? Like eight months. Okay. All right. And that just ended, you lost, you were losing all the way up through December, right? Correct. All right. So we would assume you're not having any actual kind of 
<clears throat> issues um, with your metabolism, right? So usually if people tell me like, I can't lose weight and I'm worried there's something wrong with my metabolism, what I tell them is go to a doctor and have them run all the tests, get a full metabolic cart, have them check all the things just so you know, right? But it sounds like there's not even a reason for you to do that because you've just wa lost all this weight. But that's one thing I would say to people. Usually what people are going to do if they go and actually do that, they're going to find out there's nothing wrong with them. But I like people to really be able to grasp onto the idea like my body is not broken because people think their bodies are broken a lot. And it's hard to be successful when in the back of your mind, you just wonder like, is there something wrong with me? What, the, what, what, like, what would a metabolic uh, profile look like, um, like a panel that, that you went to the doctor for. I mean, I know I just went because, you know, and that was also the other thing that we, we didn't touch on. And I mean, we could have a 16 hour discussion on that too, is menopause. Right. And I know I, I just had my hormones run and I am definitely in menopause and I, you know, I'm no longer perimenopausal. Mm -hmm. I am menopausal. And, but yet I still was able to lose that weight. And I wonder, Absolutely. you know, yeah, if that helped, like coming out of perimenopause and going into menopause. So here's the thing with <clears throat> perimenopause and menopause and weight loss. This is, this is an area I talk about all the time. Um, I, I have tended just because of my own story, because I'm in perimenopause and I talk about a lot, I have attracted a lot of clients who are also in either perimenopause or menopause um, and have helped lots of women lose weight through both of those, those stages. And when it comes down to weight loss, your body works in the same way. It is 100% still calories in, calories out. Um, it's not like I'm in menopause, I can't lose weight. What happens is that we get so many extra hurdles during the time of perimenopause, and some people are even having those symptoms into menopause, um, that it tends to make weight loss harder. So if you're not sleeping, that is a huge one for people um, because you have more cravings. You have... Um, lessened satiety. You don't maybe make the best choices because you're tired. You're not moving. That's a really big one. If you're not sleeping at night, a person is likely not going to be moving throughout the day nearly as much. And for all of those reasons, you're not going to lose weight, right? It still comes down to total energy balance at the end of the day. And so those extra hurdles are problematic, but it's not like something in your body switches um, enough to prevent you from losing weight. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, it goes against what I was told, but yes, it does. I mean, it's good to hear. It makes me hopeful. Yeah. Right? So tell me about that. It goes like, just like generally in life, it goes against what you've heard or, or what? Talk to me about that. Yeah. Like, I guess I felt like hormones, like, you know, make your body work differently, right? Like maybe you hold on to water more. Um maybe you process food differently. Maybe you're not going to the bathroom regularly. Um, those kinds of things, you know, you could be tired more, so you don't want to work out. Like, uh, that's kind of just always what I thought, like, you know, hot flashes of menopause, right? That, that does something to your body. Do I know what it does? No, but terrible, terrible things. I'll tell you that, but <laughs> they totally really stink. I agree. And, um, it's, you know, I just feel like maybe I felt like it was going more towards your metabolism, but I mean, I mean, you make sense, right? I mean, the way it seems, and this is so funny, I'm going to use this word is that you're simplifying it right? Which is mm -hmm. like your whole podcast, which is great. 
And I feel like if it was that simple, why can't everybody do it? That is a really good question. You're not going <laughs> to like the answer, though. I have a really good answer for you. Go ahead. Tell me your Ready? answer. Yes. Something can be super simple to understand and really friggin' hard to do. That's, yeah. that's the reality of weight loss. Weight loss is fairly simple. Look, our bodies are complicated. Do hormones matter? They absolutely do. If you had any kind of medical condition and you went to the doctor and were treated with medication because of hormones, you know, you know what would happen? You would then have a level playing field and calories in, calories out would still be how you would lose weight. So in absence of any kind of medical issue, it's always calories in, calories out. And so it's just really, weight loss really is this hard. It is really hard because, you know, food tastes delicious and it's there all day, every day. And constantly being aware of, am I taking in the right number of calories is really hard to do. Okay. It so, is. It really, it really is hard. It really is hard. where people struggle. It's not mysterious. And that's like, there's so much about it that is just made to be so mysterious. And when it's mysterious and confusing in some ways it's easier for us because we're like, well, you know, there's something wrong and I don't know what it is. But when it comes down to like, wait a minute, it really has to be, has to do with me like sticking to the, this amount of exercise and sticking to these calories. It's hard. It's, it, it's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and that's All not right. saying, by the way, that there's nothing that changes with your body as you age, because absolutely after the age of 30, we lose muscle mass unless we're actively keeping that muscle. Okay, unless we're actively building our muscle, and that can have a small impact on our metabolism. It's not great. At, you know, as estrogen declines, it has a super tiny effect on our metabolism. It's not enough to keep you from losing weight. But those things can add up. And so what, and we have control over that weight, that um, muscle piece, if we strength train and eat enough protein. So let's talk about both of those with, with about okay. you real fast here. Um, so as far as protein, I know you said you're, you're tending more towards pescatarian, correct? Correct. And so how much protein do you think you get in in a day? So I knew you were going to ask me this question. So I did go <laughs> into my app to look and I get anywhere between 80 and a hundred a day. And I did my calculation. I should be more than that. I, I have no idea how I would eat more than that unless I ate like some more egg whites or um, maybe some more protein powder. So do you, do you use protein powder now? Sometimes I do. Yeah. Good. Not every day, but, and I like it. So it's not a problem for me to, to, to have it. And I, I'm going to say it goes to this like thing that I have in my brain, like it's processed. It's probably not the best, but if Got protein it. is protein, then does it matter? No, right? Yeah. Like yeah. my new way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It and here's the thing. Isn't it interesting that, you know, this goal you have in your mind of being toned and healthy, building muscle can be a huge component of that, both for the physical, like physique aspect of this is how I look. I look toned. And from the, as I get older, I can be healthy and do things. I can bend over and pick things up and you know, do all those things that we want to do for our own self-care, like building muscle can be hugely important. Yet there's this part of you that is so interested in like not being, you know, not eating unclean foods that you're actually not eating enough protein because you're worried to eat the protein powder. Yeah. That's so screwed up. <laughs> That's so screwed up. 
but but right. it, it, i'm gonna change that i'm gonna yeah. change it i'm gonna you change can, it you can change it not that i feel like most of your diet should be protein powder but you know especially right. for people um who don't eat you know chicken and beef and all those things like having a good quality protein source you got to get your protein from somewhere and so having you know one shake a day from protein powder is a really great strategy okay and you can look for ones that don't have lots of added ingredients. Like you don't need to get something that has tons of added ingredients. You can look for ones that are just, you know, straight up whey protein. Yep. Or pea protein or whatever it is that you want to have. Um, so that's one good strategy. So I definitely think you should, um, what did you say you're at? You said you were at 82 what? Between 80 to, 80 to 100 okay. grams. Yeah. So I would definitely not go below the 100. I would stick for, you know, closer. Let's see. Um, yeah, I would definitely stick, you know, low end, like 105. Um, so you're definitely not so far off on that end. And just shoot for there now, you know, and okay. maybe, um, you know, hang on. It'd be great if I could actually do math on my calculator and talk at the same time. I really can't do that. <laughs> That's okay. So, yeah. So, like, maybe, like, 105 to 130 grams of protein and just shoot for that low end now and work on getting okay. that protein. You know, adding the protein shake in can help with that. Increasing your portion sizes of whatever else you're eating. So eat more fish at dinner. Eat more egg whites at breakfast. That's a really easy strategy. Again, you know, it's just more of the same thing. You don't need to look for loads of different protein sources, um, but stick with the ones that work for you and eat bigger portions of them. Okay. So that's the one piece. Um, that's the, the kind of nutritional aspect of building muscle. Then the other piece to tackle is the strength training piece. And what I see is you're a very active person. You do cardio, um, you do the orange theory, you do the Pilates, and that's all fantastic. And if you love it, like keep going with that. The one thing I see missing um, with regards to building muscle is a dedicated strength training program that's really focused on the strength piece. Orange theory's strength training component is much more cardio-based. It's much more about well, keeping your heart rate up, right? Like keeping in that, that target heart zone, that heart rate zone. Um, it doesn't lend itself to actually building muscle. Um, and so adding in three times a week of actually um, progressive strength training, working on getting stronger at squats, and they don't need to be barbell back squats. Like it could be literally a dumbbell um, goblet squat and dumbbell deadlifts and squats and deadlifts and push-ups and rows and all of these things and working on getting stronger at those is the other component of building muscle and doing those two things together having enough protein getting in your strength training working on getting stronger across time those two things can be what brings you both that toned physique and the ability to be healthy and be you know, independent as you age and be able to move well okay and only three days a week, you're saying, like three days a week for an hour, three days a week for a half, like. You know what? It's not so much about the time. Um, okay. It's more about the quality of the work you get done in that time. Um, so, you know, finding a program, finding, you know, you can get an in-person trainer, you can, uh, you know, buy a program online, um, finding a program that has you working on those, those moves. I said, you know, squats and deadlifts and bench presses and pull-ups and push-ups and doing those things. And, you know, most of my clients train for about 45 minutes to an hour. You know, you, should, you shouldn't need to be in there for more than an hour. You might need to only be in there 40 minutes. Um, 
but so it's never about the time. It's about the quality of work you do in that time. Um, and three days a week is plenty. An upper body day, a lower body day, and a full body day, that's plenty. People who really like to lift, I have plenty of clients who do, and they do two upper body days, two lower body days. Okay. Okay. Do you, when you do train, um, do you like the strength training part of? of I love training? it. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I love, I love the, um, the exercises of it. I definitely do. And I yeah. see what you're saying about it being a little bit more cardio based. Yeah, it's, um, it's really fast moving. It's harder to get stronger. Those exercises when you're like, I'm going to do this thing really fast and I'm going to quick run over and I'm going to get on the treadmill or I'm going right. to do really fast. Um, there's nothing wrong with orange theory at all. That's not what I'm saying. It just doesn't lend itself to building and maintaining muscle so well. So, yeah, I agree with you actually on that a lot. Yeah. I, I like the idea of just um, concentrating on that for a bit and, and seeing how that goes for me. Yeah. You know, I really do because um, it it's probably going to benefit me more in the long run because I do do my cardio, you know, on my own also. Like mm -hmm. I love to bike ride and I love to run and you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, and I keep that up all year round. So I don't need to do that mm -hmm. in a, in a gym. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that that's a, yeah. I might have to really think about, you know, changing that up i mean yeah well can we are all we interesting thoughts to think about here today. i know i know i know my gosh i feel like i just went to therapy for christ <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh we have such deep held beliefs about nutrition and fitness and a lot of times we're not even quite sure what they are or where they came from and we, we just have this general sense of like well, I heard that it's hard to lose weight in menopause. That's what I always heard. Like I heard it's, you know, it just has always felt really mysterious, right? Um, and that's honest, I have to tell you, that's literally why I do what I do. That's why I'm online. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I have my Instagram account. That's why I take clients because I was that person who was so confused for so long and I thought that it was mysterious. And when I realized like, it's not mysterious at all, it's actually very simple. It's just stupidly hard. Um, that's why I do this to help people realize it's not so confusing. It's just figuring out a way to make it work in your life and get past the hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I definitely love your Instagram. I mean, I've never reached out to anybody on Instagram and, and your posts definitely speak to me. And I think that, you know, of course, because you're a woman in perimenopause and, you know, being honest about it, it's, it's rare to find that. Um, and I appreciate that because I'm all about that. Um, so yeah. Well, I mean, I'm this super is glad you great. did reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Who would have thought, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Look, I want you to keep in touch with me. Um, take those pictures and measurements and all the things. Um, stick with the calories and I'll double check those numbers again and um, I'll message you after. Um, just so we have a, a totally clear number that you're going to really stick with. Um, and then let, let me know how it goes. I definitely will. I really will. This was great. I really, really appreciate it, Kim. Oh, Thank you so very much. much. All right. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for being here and listening in. 
to the Fitness Simplified podcast today. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all the kinds of ational. <laughs> if you enjoyed it, if you found value in it, it would mean so much to me if you would go ahead and leave a rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It really does help to get this podcast to other people. Thanks so much. Thank you.